0: I actually think the best place to reset, or at least at some frequency you should be doing this, is is resetting just right in the middle. I've had way more success just putting it in the middle. Again, the net is 34 inches in the middle, 36 on the sides, and I've missed a ton of resets by two inches or less, so that matters. But also, I think that if you reset in the middle, there's less angles for people to work with to attack you from. Okay, so we're back with another episode of my podcast and this is anna and she's making a guest appearance in the beginning of this podcast um so we're just gonna get right into it because anna's begging me to take her to dinner and i don't really we'll see what happens uh but we are going to talk about getting better on defense because that was a huge deal for me this past year i went from really really bad at defense to better than most five o's probably right Anna, at defense maybe Um, My defense has come a long way. It's still definitely not where it needs to be, but it's just, you know, in the beginning of 2023, it was kind of a mess because whenever the ball got high and and things got messy, I wasn't really sure if I should be dropping the ball or if I should be lobbing or or trying to drive it. And I just had no feel for it. So we're going to talk about some drills to do to get better at defense. And we're also going to talk about some things to keep in mind when you are on defense and when, you know, your, your partners hit a bad third or you've hit a bad third and you're kind of just trying to scrap out the point and stay alive. So the first thing for me that I noticed when I was improving my defense was that I was actually kind of incorporating a more low drive sort of through the middle instead of just dropping it or trying to drop it in every time. Because if you're on your back foot and you're four feet behind the baseline and somebody's hitting a hard overhead at you, it's not really possible to drop that one in on a consistent basis. And I've had almost no success doing that. So I've actually been way more comfortable just trying to drive one low, whether it's a fifth or seventh, whatever it is, when you're on defense. And it's not going to be a perfect drive. I think the key here is just to keep it low. So pace doesn't really matter. It's just a low as as short over the net as you can possibly hit it maybe with some topspin if you can get topspin but ultimately you're just trying to get yourself back in the point and it's sort of functioning as like a you know when you have a really somebody hits a really hard return at you and you want to hit a hard or a low drive to then set up an easier fifth it's kind of like that except you're starting from an even worse position than if somebody had hit a really hard return so I've gotten into the kitchen a lot more often from a super defensive position, just because I've been trying to drive it middle, keep myself alive, and eventually when they hit a shot that I like, I'll try to drop that one and get myself in. And a big part for me, as far as defense is concerned, is I've been trying to miss my drops deep instead of missing them high. So you never want to miss a drop in the net, everybody will tell you that. But if you miss a drop really high, especially in men's doubles, the point might be over because guys are really good at putting the ball away at their shoulder. And a lot of guys are actually better here than they are way up there with a really high overhead. So for me, it's been kind of just trying to miss the drop deep. So if it bounces or if it doesn't bounce, right, if it was going to bounce two or three feet past the kitchen line, then, you know, they'll be able to take it out of the air. And I didn't necessarily hit my target. But they're not going to crush that ball because they're still making contact with it below the height of their shoulder. So they can sort of hit down on it, but they're not taking a full swing sidearm overhead type of thing. So that's the key. If you can find that window where somebody's not able to totally destroy your drop and it's maybe not perfect, they're going to still take it out of the air. You're going to be okay on that next one and you might have a better chance of dropping in that next ball. So in sum, I would say just try to miss your drops deep instead of high and definitely don't miss them in the net. And it's it's funny because I've seen so many people saying, hey, miss your drops high, don't miss them in the net. It's like, well, missing your drop high is better than missing your drop in the net. I'll agree with that, obviously. But if you have, you know, if you can miss it deep, so to speak, and just give yourself margin for error in terms of just hitting it through the court, that's always going to be your best option. And Colin was talking about it. Colin Johns was saying that the most important thing about resets and drops is just dialing in the height. And then if you go a little long with it, you're going to be okay. But if you're popping it up high, that's when things get really bad. So miss deep, don't miss high, definitely don't miss in the net. Um, that's the main stuff with defense. I mean, for drills that I did, so for drills that I did, when it comes to defense, I would just have a guy stand at the kitchen and just take a shoulder high ball and just crush it at me. And then I would stand in different spots of the court. I would start in different spots of the court and then just try to deal with it and just work my way up to the kitchen. So it's kind of a tough drill and you might not want to do it with somebody who's got like, you know, an 002 or just a massive overhead and you're really not going to get a chance to play the point, but you know, you're going to want that person to at least work with you a little, but the point of the drill is they're crushing a ball right at your feet and then you'll stand in different spots. So for me, I got better at defense right away when I was a couple feet behind the baseline. And I did a lot of that drilling. But then I would do the same exact drill where they would crush it at my feet, except I would start two feet inside the baseline, then three feet inside the baseline and kind of just move around and just get a feel for working my way into the kitchen, regardless of where I was starting. So maybe it would be in the middle of the court. It doesn't really, you know, you want to get a feel for all of those spots. Because you're not really going to be able to control where you're standing when you do hit a really high drop that puts you on defense right away so that would be the main drill i did that drill a lot and it helped me a lot so that would be one and then kind of the same idea except you do a cross and then i would do one drill where i would just be resetting into the kitchen from you know so we've got a partner at the kitchen and then i'm maybe three feet inside of the baseline. Right. And somebody's just hitting at my feet over and over, and I'm just trying to reset and just try to make 10 in a row. Um, and they're not crushing that one. It's more of like a sort of cooperative, but it's, it's harder than a really nice feed. If that makes sense. I'll I'll do a video on this, on my newsletter. And my newsletter is in my Instagram bio. It's, you know, I hate to plug it this early in the podcast, but it's all free coaching tips free everything we're going to be going over advice on the pro game we're going to be doing showing drills um, just a bunch of stuff that I'm doing to kind of get my game better every day and we're going to be doing it in the newsletter and it's all free we're not selling you anything it's in my Instagram bio you can also sign up at james-ignatowich.com so definitely check that out because it's going to be good we're putting way more effort into this newsletter than I honestly thought that we would be we've got a team now things have gotten kind of crazy but the newsletter is going to be good, I can be sure of it. So that's about it for defense. I would say those are the main ones. Um, and here's another thing. So the backhand flick cross-court. I actually love the shot. And this is a topic that nobody even asked me. I know we're taking a lot of questions. I'm answering some of them, not all of them. Some of them just, I'm um, some of the topics I'm just putting in myself, and that's one of them. Because I think the backhand flick cross-court is totally underutilized. So and this is if you're a left side player or if you're if you're on the left um i would say on the right it's a little different and if you're a lefty on the right i don't know if the patterns are the same but i can only speak for if you are on the left and you are a righty and you have a backhand out of the air i don't think you should be always going line i think you should at some frequency be taking that one cross court and for me i actually feel most comfortable taking that one cross court because for one The net is 34 inches in the middle and 36 on the side, so it's a little shorter, but it's also more space because of the geometry of the court. If you take it line, you can hit it pretty hard, but if you take it cross, you can actually really rip that one and keep it in. And I've had some success really ripping it with no intention of keeping it in. Um, I think if you can go cross court out of the air, it is so tough to get out of the way of that shot. I would know because I play the left also and I can't get out of the way of those cross court attacks out of the air. It's just, if you think about it, people that are on the left side of the court, right? Their forehand is in the middle. They're trying to take forehands. They're trying to be aggressive. And they're taught that when the ball is cross court from them, they should be sitting forehand, trying to insert themselves and take that forehand in the middle. And that's pretty much true. But what that also leaves them susceptible to is it somebody takes a backhand flick out of the air, cross court, right at their body, and they're sitting forehand. It's so easy to get jammed up. And that's probably the best situation where you can find somebody's chest and just hit them. So even if it's not a technical full bag, not just trying to put a hole through them, you can still jam them up pretty frequently. So again, I mean, I would say down the line attacks are better than cross court attacks. I'm not saying that we should be attacking cross court more than we attack down the line. But if there was ever a time to be attacking cross court, it would be out of the air on the backhand side from the left, because that has just been for me, totally a moneymaker. I think it's a great shot. And if you can do it, you know, one other thing is I've actually been able to reach farther in when I'm going cross than when I'm going down the line, because it's, I think you're a little closer to it. I'm not really sure, but I feel like I can attack more balls cross court than I can down the line if I'm reaching in with my backhand. I'm not really sure why that would be. If anybody is aware of the 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 math behind it, the reasoning behind why that would make sense, I'm 99% sure that's true, but if you're if you know why, leave it in the comments and and give me a reason so I can explain it better in my clinics, then You know, as opposed to how I'm explaining it now when I'm just saying, just trust me guys, because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm pretty sure, but somebody helped me out there. So, okay. Last thing on resets, moving pretty quickly, but when you're resetting, I think a lot of those resets should be going middle. Um, That was a huge change for me this year is I was always kind of just pushing my resets down the line, I just, for whatever reason, felt like that was the right shot to be hitting, I didn't really think that much about it, I would just, it was just natural for me to just push it right down the line, and I was sometimes getting earned, sometimes I was leaving it a little high, people were attacking it out of the air, and I actually think the best place to reset, or at least at some frequency you should be doing this, is, is resetting just right in the middle. I've had way more success just putting it in the middle. Again, the net is 34 inches in the middle, 36 on the sides, and I've missed a ton of resets by two inches or less. So that matters. But also I think that if you reset in the middle, there's less angles for people to work with to attack you from. So if you're on the right, for example, and you reset right in the middle, if that ball is in the middle and it bounces, let's say we would hope that it would bounce because that's the most important thing of about any reset, you can follow that in and just sit back in because anything going over your right shoulder is going out. If you were to reset down the line, gets a little trickier. Maybe they could find that spot. So I think if you do reset middle, it is just safer. Making it bounce in the middle for me has always been a really safe play. And I've been way more comfortable just making it bounce in the middle than trying to maybe put it cross or put it down the line, risking getting earned and, and all that type of stuff. And if you also make it bounce in the middle, it's probably easier for your left side partner to get involved because there's less of an angle cross for the person that's in front of you to maybe hit an aggressive cross court dink. I just feel like the angles from the middle are just way less imposing than those from sides. So this is all the stuff that I've sort of learned this year, because like I've said, resetting and defense was never my forte. It wasn't a talent of mine, and it probably still isn't something that I'm super comfortable with. So I've had to put a ton of effort into it and kind of just figuring it out on the fly, putting a ton of thought into it. And that's the stuff that I've figured out this year. And that's about it. So we are going to move on. I'm super excited about uh, the clinics that I have coming up, clinic in Boston, clinic in Chicago. And that's about it. Oh, we've got one in South Carolina at the Pickle Bar. Uh, i doing a lot of clinics. I'm super excited about those. And that is all so if you have any questions leave them in the comments as always and thank you for watching